please pull up a seat and wind down. Was your sojourn on Rock and Jima a pleasant one? The witch of theatre-going has invited you to a tea party. We hope you choose to attend. Hello, and welcome to a hidden tea party. My name is Courtney, I'm the witch of video games, pronouns she, her, and these are my traumatized guests. <laughs> Hello. God fucking damn it. My, my name's Jess, my pronouns are they, them, I'm still so bitter. We should have gone with bitter guests. I have not moved on. Um, I've not forgiven the book. I've not. I haven't. I have not done anything. Um, it's a it's a pity that you've not moved on because this book has fucking. This book has moved on. <laughs> the book it's, has moved on. It was like you know all of that shit that you were invested in previously. Nah, not worth it. Nah. I'm trying to put it behind me, but it has not happened yet. Yeah, the book is um is entering themes mode. It, it, we are now fully in Ryukishi's themes era. Um, yeah, I, I mean we've to... always been in Ryukishi's we've always themes been in era, themes era. Uh... It it spent a good five hundred thousand words convincing us it was a mystery, and then immediately threw it in the bin right at the end, and was like, "Lol, we don't care about that. We've been themes this whole time." <laughs> um, I I themes we're we're now we're now. God, I keep thinking about Ulysses by James Joyce, which is an also long and insufferable book. The difference <laughs> is you get clout with like philosophy students if you've read James Joyce. You do not get clout with anyone if you've read Umanako. You get clout with a very specific set of like visual novel fans if you've read Umanako. To be fair, they do tend to be hotter than philosophy students, so I'll take that. Mm-hmm. You heard uh, it here yeah. first, Umanako fans. <laughs> <laughs> you are harder than philosophy students. Think for the Beatrice cosplayers you can impress by going, yeah, I've read it. God. Think about all of the Beatrice cosplayers who would murder you if you were like, yeah, I read it and I didn't like it. <laughs> I'd like to see them try. That would be that that's flirting to me. Um <sighs> Hi, my name's Rowan. My pronouns are they them, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, didn't introduce myself. Hi. This is probably one of my favorite readings we've had. I really like this reading. Um, it's a long one, but it's good. Uh, out, out of the gate, gang, I did not understand a fucking second of what was going on with this. I'm really sorry. I did really? Not, I did not get this whatsoever. Well, it's fine, because we're here to help. I saw I saw the, the moment by moment, and I was like, okay, but what relevance does this have to anything? Mm. I think you could say that about lots of things in the book. Um, mm, okay. um, we are uh, for, in the, we're in themes mode. Um, for motherfuckers who are angry about last episode, if you listened to last episode, I, I went back and listened to it. Absolute classic of us, one of our best episodes yet. Um, I do want to, really I do want to out the gate. I also hate Charles Dickens. So if you were gonna come for me for like, oh, you just don't like serialized fiction? No, I don't. It's shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're right. I also don't like serialized fiction, so there is that. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Ever watched fucking Downton Abbey? I hate it. I, I, I really love that because so many visual novels are serialized, so that's really funny. Um, uh, yeah, well, it's fine. There are a few visual novels that are like released kind of one and done, but a lot of them are, are serialized. Well, you don't necessarily have to release it one and done, you just have to have a fucking plan. And stick to it. Yeah. Again, I I have some takes. I do obviously really like the finished product that we get with Um and Echo. I can see why people don't. But yeah. I think it's good. Uh, one uh, one thing I will say into... is the discussion that Jess and I had off pod was about the fact that like both of us were m- very much invested in the like the murder mystery stuff, and so far to me, I would say some of the earlier bits of like middle umineko where it's really going in with the like red truth blue truth battles mm-hmm. and stuff yeah and like i have a lot more fondness for the red truth web now retrospectively i'm like that was actually one of the high points of this book yeah. um mm-hmm. 
the the problem i'm having is that they've really abandoned that stuff and i know a lot of fans are like really big fans of the latest stuff and i'm like i get it because if you're like high drama emotional impact stuff and vagary like Mm. they're really going for the fucking themes here um but it i'd just go and read like some sarah j mars if i wanted this (laughs) (laughs) it'd take me less time and there's a character called rowan in that so so winning so what you're saying is is if there had been a rowan assuring me you'd still be on board actually that just fucking slap though that's kind of nasty If Jewel Gentleman was the person dealing with this shit, maybe maybe I would be a bit more. Why is he in the book? Is he going to turn up again? Probably. Oh god, yeah, that would be sick. Because we've got Ange back. Uh, We haven't seen the last of Jewel Gentleman. Good. Um. Oh yeah. So I'll put the spoiler warning here. We read the Tea Party episode seven and the Hidden Tea Party. We're going to be discussing like all of it. So just make sure you've read it if you care about spoilers. Um, shit goes down. Uh, it's a long one, so I, I would I would highly recommend that you read it. Uh, it's one of my favorite favorite uh, bits of Imaneko. I think it's very well done. Uh, because you know you have a sort of quite nice and happy ending to uh, episode seven, and then we go into a uh, go into this. Um, so let's let's get started. Um, so, we're in, uh, we're in the theatre where Claire was giving, uh, their backstory. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, inside the theatre are two familiar faces. It's, uh, Leon and, uh, Ange. Yes. Who yes, are, we love to uh, see my faves interact. Yeah, yeah, they're both, um, uh, they're both trying to, like, they're both introducing each other. They're both like, who the Leon, fuck are like, you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're both. They have no no idea who the other is. Uh, Ange never really works out who Leon is, but Leon's sort of like, oh yeah, I know you, but you're like, you know, like six in my world in or whatever. In fairness, in fairness, Leon gives absolutely no information here. It's just like, yeah, there's a version of me nine. Like I, there's a divergence in the timelines, and there's a different version of me. No hints as to who that is. Like. Mm-hmm. I do not blame Ange for not working that one out. Yeah, no, that's fair. And I don't think Leon really wants to, you know, go into it anyway. Um, they are, I however, wouldn't. chained to uh, seats in this theatre. Yeah, um, so off the bat, I saw this and I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Hidden, uh, like, uh, closed room mystery. It's just like the thing with Battler's Heart where we've got to figure out a way for the closed room mystery. My mind immediately was like, there's, 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 what questions have we got left in Umineko that we don't have an answer to? I know, the fucking everyone dies at the end thing. They're, they're going to have to figure out how everyone dies at the end or they're going to have to like compete to see whose truth is real and then one of their realities will be real and the one will escape and the other won't. And obviously it's going to be Leon because uh, mm. Ange wants Leon's reality to be real. Um, that would have been like, really oh, cool. Don't put right. <laughs> don't put right. better narratives out in front of the one we've just read. <laughs> so, so, so going into this, this is my perspective. I'm like, ah, nice. Another like mystery to solve. Another like puzzle. <clears throat> no, they're, they're watching a show. <laughs> yeah they're watching they're watching a show there's on stage is like sort of claire but like the sort of claire with like no eyes uh doll yeah, claire know. you might say doll yeah. claire yeah and we get like a a standard october 4th 1986 intro uh yep. everyone talking about how nice the rose garden is they really go into this as well they're like really giving us a recap there's like quite a long section of recap and i'm like Right. Um and Leon's like, um what? <laughs> Didn't we do this? Didn't we finish this? We're in we're in a fragment without Leon. Uh hmm. this is like a standard like the sort of intros we saw for episodes like one and two. Yeah. Um and then we cut to um cut to the uh the dining hall at dinner where after Maria's just read the letter from Beatrice. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Leon is, 
is a bit confused. You know, I get. I guess Leon kind of knows what's happening because they did get that like sort of recap. They did read all of Umineko. Um, so yeah. At this point, I turned to my partner and I was like, "There's two motherfuckers here chained to a theater seat, being forced being to read Umineko, <laughs> perceive Umineko in real time." I've never, I've never felt more sympathy for. Which person. one are you, Rowan? Are you Leon or Anja? <laughs> Oh, I'm the other one. <laughs> I I f- I feel like I'm probably Ange after the out of these two, right? Because I'm just like I don't know. Ange Ange has a general fed up demeanor. That um, yeah, Ange <laughs> just is kind of over it. She's like, I know you witches have brought me here to like fuck me up, so like bring it on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which they do do. So uh, yeah. you know, she she predicted that one. <laughs> um. Yeah, I like it. the siblings in this one read the letter and go, oh, let's just ignore it, but let's try and do the epitaph anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were like, well, we've all tried to solve it individually, but if we like put our heads together, we can like probably work it out. The Yushirami is um, finally being sensible about the epitaph for now. <laughs> so it's just like we then get another blow by blow account of the epitaph being solved. If you ha- if you were a yeah. fucking idiot and you hadn't understood it the first time around, here it is again. Yeah. Like, oh, they do it again. They even they even and I find this so un so unfair. Give us extra information that would have been useful in solving the epitaph after it has been yeah. solved. Yeah. Because they, they actually, the adults, it turns out, knew ex- exactly where Kinzo lived in Taiwan as well. And it's close to the river. So, like, that would have massively, like, made the, the search area much, much smaller if you were actually going to do that thing and translate everything. But no, they've decided they're mm-hmm. going to tell you not even, like, in the solution, but afterwards, just to rub it in. The- the other thing that happens is they get to the fucking Lordu bit um, and they just solve it by trial and error. And I'm like, there is mm-hmm. no way that we as readers could have solved it by trial and error. Yeah. I hate this. Oh, we, uh, also, in between this, we get some cuts with uh, George and Shannon, the like, standard proposal. Oh, oh yeah. no, no, no. Not a standard proposal whatsoever. Motherfucker goes in on, like, I've got a fucking complex about Battler. Again. He's, like, having, oh, having yeah. a moment where he's like, damn, you yeah. need to reassure me. And, like, really, like, oh, God. Like, he's either a manipulative cunt or he's just, like, built worse and i I can't tell which (laughs) right there are some there are some things in this that i really really enjoy by which i mean hate um in like so like one bit is like shannon's like oh like what do you see in our future and george basically dictates their like entire ideal sunday to her without asking her opinion being like this is where we live we have this dog we have this many kids we've got and i'm just like she gets say in any of this no clearly not um i mean i guess for her this is something that's basically unattainable and she just you know she's accepted that she's gonna like murder this man yeah i mean like like from her perspective it doesn't matter but from his he doesn't know that um that's true he's he's horribly manipulative because he's also like putting her in this really awful position where it's like you have to reassure my feelings about battler mm. uh, without any consequence of like what she might be feeling at this moment in time and so she's being p- placed in this caregiver position specifically so that she can't have her own thoughts and feelings about he also just has i don't know if this is a translation really thing, classic but manipulation i really read into this line like, George says that, like, because he, he's talking about how Shannon and Battler were always uh, the ones who spent time together when they were a kid, and how he, and I quote, couldn't get between them. And I'm like, yeah, he fucking tried, though, didn't he? He was trying to, like, wheedle in there, split them up. Like, he was yeah. at 17 trying to wheedle in there to split up a 10 and 12 year old. <laughs> every every time we talk about that age i'm just like oh shit yeah. it hits every single time doesn't it 17 um, yeah i think oh. again with umaneko and characters we never ever get like specific character motivation it's your own interpretation of the characters that inform 
you yeah, know. Sadly, kind of I fucking hate these bitches, so. Yeah, I, mean, I uh, dislike love. George, and I don't really think there's very much you could do to salvage the character of George for me. Uh, but I understand why he's appealing to um, Shannon, like yeah, the he, Shannon persona. He's I doing get that. It. He's yeah. doing it in such he's... a manipulative way. Like this is yeah, exactly. This is absolutely classic like gaslighting maneuver. I did. Just, like... I did read this going. Oh, can't wait till you die. <laughs> I've been through. And little did you know, we get some pretty stellar George death content. We do, we um, do. So that was good. Um, yeah, yeah. They really, they really draw it out, and I'm like, Mwah. yeah. Uh, they knew what we wanted at this point. <laughs> they knew, they knew what we wanted. Yeah. Being ahead of myself. Uh, yeah. The adults uh, solve anyway, the epitaph. So <laughs> the adults solve the epitaph. We've seen it. We we know what they're doing. Um. Uh, and uh, they, they go down to the underground room, and there's the gold. We've seen Yay. it before with both Ava and Sayo, so you know it's 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 really there. There is a, there was actually gold on the island. Um, and uh, uh, and like so, Ange and Leon are a bit apprehensive about this. They're like, "Well, this has never happened." In every other one, the murders have started before people have got to the goal, but this is the first time people have got there uh, before, um, like, completely before anyone died. Uh, and now according what? to that, that means the ritual will stop. Yeah, Leon thinks uh, that. Leon, because, like, Leon's like, oh, yeah, Claire's in control of this, so therefore she'll follow the rules of the roulette so no one will die. And Andrew's like, hmm, sure. <laughs> Yeah, and just like, okay, where's my family then? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and who should show up in the gold room? But everyone's favourite golden witch, Beatrice. She's fucking hiding yeah. behind a curtain. She's just creeping behind a curtain wearing the dress. The Beatrice dress. So Not one I'm of the family members it... recognises her, which um, is really funny, but also like makes sense because they're rich people and she's a servant um so of course they don't know what her face looks like this is really funny to me because uh what i've imagined is she's having this chat with george and uh, she sees all the like family members like running off and she's gonna like fucking run and like she she cuts george off she's like i love you darling but we'll talk about this later when we have our future together and then she like skips off to the guest house like (laughs) <laughs> boing 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 gets okay, her, gets her so... quick outfit on and then like runs off <laughs> so my theory is like maybe worse I assume that she just did this in every game board or like before the murder <laughs> she's like right just in case they solve it I'm just gonna go like hang out here with my guns in this room and like get my dress and just like maybe they'll show up um, and if they don't um, well I guess I'm gonna kill them um, yeah I kind of have is... to like like, for instance, um, like, in this conversation, um, Beatrice tells the adults about the tunnel to Kuadorian. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously in, in episode three, Ava ends up at Kuadorian, which none of yeah. the adults have ever found before. So I have to assume that Beatrice and Ava had this conversation in episode three as well. Yeah, it's very possible because we had that like witch scene of them like passing down which, the title of which which suggests that any time that Sha- that that Shannon Cannon aren't actively murdering anyone, they're waiting in the fucking dress in this room. Alternatively, yeah, alternatively, they've set up one of those like tripwire things when i was a child <laughs> like like infrared camera trip lines, and so that whenever anyone like runs round past the lion statues a little like pager goes off and shannon's like oh i'm so sorry my maid duties boing 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 fuck get in the bayer's home dress quick (laughs) get the dress put your hair up (laughs) like doing makeup on the way like i've got to get the fucking trixie mattel eyes correct yeah (laughs) i love the idea that they have full trixie makeup (laughs) yeah (laughs) Well, that's how they do the uh, eyebrows, right? Oh, yeah, the angry that's eyebrows. True. Um, 
so putting uh, a wig on <laughs> uh, so basically uh beta explains that uh, she's got like the glassy like no pupil eyes while doing this uh, so it's a bit but uh and also isn't doing like the beta voice is doing like the sayo voice uh, i didn't notice so, that uh, yeah, because um, it's not Shannon, because Shannon has a different VA. But it's Beato's VA, but they're not talking in, like, the Beato pronouns. Mm. Uh, and they're just talking like Sayo normally does in voice scenes. Um, so, uh, Beato says, congratulations, you've uh, you've solved my game, you win. Uh, and it's like, I was gonna, I was gonna murder all of you. And they're all like, um... <laughs> And she, she's like, no, yeah, no, I was gonna, I was gonna kill all of you. Look, I've got guns. Yeah, I was gonna murder you all. This is such a strange scene because I feel like to us it has so much more weight than it does to the the uh, the people in this mm-hmm. scene because we because we've know. seen all of it. Yeah, they have no idea whether she's being serious or not. Yeah, they yeah, don't have like, the knowledge like... that we do about all of the past times it's happened. Yeah, they don't know that like. They've like Sayo's planned all of this out with like several different routes and how to murder these people. As a denouement to Umanako, I quite liked this as this like really bizarre situation where we know for a fact that all of the and we're sort of weirdly getting this emotional release of like, oh, there's a there's a version of this the the roulette wheel does and we're like oh there there is a version of this and i was going through all these feelings of like is this a happy ending to me because actually i hate these people and i weirdly have been enjoying watching them suffer because <laughs> yeah. they're awful people yeah. and i'm like actually although this is the end that doesn't include murder like is am i happy about this and i was like oh this is this is really apt and this is really well done and i was like oh this is really interesting um I I hope that Beartoad like gets to retire and just leave with grace and whatever. But um, no, no, the that... Yashiromias disappoint me once again. <laughs> Coming from Higarashi, uh, there one of Rukishi themes that he likes to explore is: is there ever a situation in which murder is justified? Like, is there ever a situation where murdering someone is the right thing to do? Um, um, yes, um... if they're a Nazi. Right. So it's like. So we could have killed Kinzo. <laughs> sadly kinzo never gets murdered in this in this novel and that's that is really quite sad i mean kinzo does kind of get his body defiled so i guess that counts yeah. as something as an archaeologist um, i don't like the idea of defiling any bodies thank you very much i don't mean like that i meant like i am I, Chris. I, pro- professionally uh i i think that bodies should be treated with respect even kinzo's um, Unless you're Yorick League of Legends, in which case, uh, yeah, turn them into your little creepy minions. I use of your corpse. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have questions, by the way, because, um, yeah, so the the guns, the the big sawn-off shotguns, all four of them, and the bullets for them are in this, in the gold room. Um, yeah. So presumably at some point in the other game boards, after the first Twilight, Sayo goes and puts them somewhere else? Yeah, so basically Sayo has full control over the number of available guns. Um, And just kind of scatters them about and makes them accessible in some places. Yeah, Um, probably, like, given that... in episode two, Rosa has the guns and Rosa was actively colluding with uh, Sayo, probably literally just gave one to Rosa hmm. and was like, just just use this, it will be great for our prank, haha. Um, this is one of so... the things that like is so, is so irritating to me about this book because it essentially assumes that Sayo is omnipotent. Like, it assumes that Sayo has in their fucking mind palace every given situation and is like BBC Sherlocking their way through every game where it's like, well, I predicted your every action and I knew to unload that gun because I've got this intense psychological knowledge of you. Well, I mean, it's less that. It's more that Sayo is entrusting it to the roulette and that if that it said miracles only work if there's an intense, if the, if, if you haven't planned it all out, you know, 
the versions of the murders that we see are assuming that nothing goes wrong and that their plan isn't found out. Um, yeah, I would have quite enjoyed to see a fragment in which it goes wrong. Um, yeah, I was going to say, so presumably there's quite a lot of fragments where this fucks up massively and that's way more interesting. Yeah, the only times we really get that is... Um, we get, well, we get a bit in episode three where sort of the Ava stuff happens and that derails whatever Saya was probably actually going for. And we have some of the stuff with Erica in episode six where Erica's like, I'm just going to go around and start murdering people, lol. Uh, but episode six is weird, mm. as is episode five. That's true. Also, um, sorry, one of the things I was thinking about is later on in the... Um, this reading, someone comments on like, oh, they could call, like, people could call people off the island. And so that did make me wonder, is the phone lines actually broken? The phone lines are not actually disconnected, I can tell you this. So, uh, it just removes the switchboard. So there is a version um, of this, presumably quite a few versions of this, where an I say this with a full-throated ACAB, the cops get called. Uh, potentially. Uh, see, the thing is... They wouldn't be able to get there, though, in time, uh, so I don't know whether it would be. Yeah, they wouldn't difference. be able to get there. Mm. And also, um, I think uh, I think in all scenarios, the cops don't get called, because either Saya removes the switchboard, or stuff goes down like we see in this tea party... In which case, there's no one really around to call the cops. Yeah, I do think I do think it it does. Um, one of the things that I do kind of like about um, the the fact that the servants are behind everything means that the servants have such control because even when distrusting the servants to do anything, uh, none of the adults actually ever do anything for themselves. So, like, yeah. <laughs> they're always like, Genji, tr- tr- go try the emergency ra- radio. Genji, try, like, are you are the phone lines down? And I'm like, if they just checked it themselves, they might not realise that it was possible. Yeah. But yeah, they're still so reliant on actually. servants, even when everyone's being yeah. murdered, that they're just, they're not capable of thinking mm-hmm. that they could actually take actions by themselves because they're too rich to fucking do that. Um, yeah. Or too it's and too rich to realise what their own servants look like, for example, um, to realise who Beatrice <laughs> is. Um, yeah. So, uh, so Beatrice like basically says everything to them and says that th- this is one the this was they consider this the most unlikely result, but it was a result that they did anticipate anyway. Uh, do we get um? Do we get any information about how many? Because Burncastle is like, oh, there's this many fragments and only one of them contains Leon. Mm. Do we get information about yeah. how many fragments this they solve the epitaph before the first Twilight? I, is it just no, I don't think so. We, we don't. Uh, I imagine there's probably quite a few where they do, but they probably like never end well because every fragment ends with the cat box being shut. So, you know. Mm. Um, so, um, uh, Beatrice, uh, tells them about the, um, uh, the gold, Kuadorian, and also about a lovely little explosive device that Kinzo set up using the explosives from the military base. Yeah, which we, um, to be fair, kind of guessed. <laughs> yeah, you guys kind of, I would, I would give you credit for saying you solved this in that, you know, military base. We find out that the shrine was destroyed at the start because it was Sayo testing the explosives because they were obviously, like, about half a decade old. I knew that the shrine had something to do with, like, all of this. I wasn't sure if it was the epitaph or the explosives or something, but, yeah. um, Instead of being the mechanism, it was just a test subject. It's really Um, interesting here because Sayo is explaining this entire thing like fully no witch truth whatsoever like mm. this version of Zayo has completely given up on the witch truth yeah. though appearing as Beatrice is not like I would use my magic to explode the thing <laughs> it's like yeah nah 
Well, Sayo, like, basically, Sayo is like, I know I'm gonna die in, like, a day. Um, and, but, like, so it's kind of just given up, you know? Like, it's, it's, Sayo's over. Yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to work out what the fuck Sayo's motive was based on all of this. Because last episode, I had concluded that the explosion that set off the island was not, was something Sayo didn't plan for. But in this, it's clear that, like, I think the mechanism is basically that the there's a clock and it's got a switch on it. And if you activate the switch, mm. then at the next midnight, the island will blow up. Um, yeah. And so Saya was like, yeah, I was going to blow up the island if, you know, none of this happened, but I've just turned it off. So I'm like, right, okay. Um, so in that case... Like, was Sayo's plan to try and force someone to solve the epitaph and essentially take the family headship away from them so that they didn't have to be the head anymore and they didn't have to be in this position? Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, the, the killing, the threat of killing everyone was like the motivator. Um, and the obviously the, mm-hmm. the final bomb was like the, the, uh, the deadline. Um, and then is the a locked are the locked room mysteries supposed to kind of and like the witch element are they supposed to basically signal to battler specifically about yeah, what's going so on and try and get the, him the, to solve it so um we'll probably get more into size motivations in later yeah. episodes but i'll do a bit of stuff now so um the locked the plan was so Sy- was always going to blow up the island in on October fifth, uh, nineteen eighty six, that was always going to happen. However, Battler coming back meant that Sayo decided to sort of shift the plan and change it so there would also be a message for Battler there, um, as kind of like a like last attempt to sort of see what was going on with Battler with the promise to try and convey like their feelings about that, um, and uh basically wrote but Sayo was like I want to write myself an out here like I want there to be like a chance I don't have to kill all these people like with my own hands and the out was if they solve the epitaph I won't I won't kill them Hmm. I don't really that doesn't make any sense to me (laughs) (laughs) I just so the so the motive is I want to kill everyone but I also kind of don't want to do it, so I'll I'll leave it up to chance a bit that maybe I won't ha- I won't do it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Um This was one of the things that didn't make sense about this fucking entire reading mm. to me. It's it's just like I don't know, it's so unclear what place this has in the narrative that Ryukishi's trying to tell, like, why is this important for us to for us to see? I understand why Burncastle wants um fucking Anja and Leon to see it, but why does Ryukishi want us to see it was really unclear yeah. to me. Like so, I, I don't even understand uh, how it fits in the themes. <laughs> Aside from like rich people suck. <laughs> Which <laughs> But also um, we got that one yeah, already. I, it, I, I guess it's like it is another example. It's this whole roulette example which we've had as a sort of thing it, since episode one. This idea that fate has been left up to chance, that um, that there is a chance that uh, that Sayo had fully prepared for apparently, where um, uh, where they wouldn't have to carry out all these murders. Uh, it just Again. I, yeah that I hate that <laughs> I really hate that it's like this it just this whole thing seems incongruent at this point I'm like why is this how 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 is this relevant to the Umaneko that we started reading I don't know it's it's just it just seems strange to me that like that like Sayo's like oh I know like Either I'll get to murder everyone on the island, that'll be great, and then I also won't have to live anymore, and this will be great. Or 
I'll kill. I'll give all of the like, or I will not have to kill anyone, and I will give the people that I hate loads of gold. Mm. Um. Uh. <laughs> I guess maybe it's like, oh well, I don't then have therefore have a responsibility for my actions because it's part of this roulette wheel, and whatever the result is, it's not my like yeah choice. It, it basically resolves some ex- a responsibility away but from in them, any situation in which they would have had to deal with the responsibility of doing anything bad they would also have died yeah yeah so like it only lets yeah. them off from not having done anything like that doesn't make any sense to me um, well i think uh, the thing is that, that if, like it means that if they died it means that like it's sort of the choice of killing themselves and everyone has been like they're like, oh, well, I have to kill everyone now because they didn't solve the epitaph. It's been chosen for me. Which is so funny because it's like, well, okay, so Sayo is doing this entire convoluted thing so that they do not have responsibility for their actions. But yeah. the thing is, they do have responsibility for the action of setting up the entire convoluted thing. So although I'm like, I understand how this unhinged logic has come about, like... It doesn't make sense. This it makes is, sense on a like a psychological level, but this not is a, the kind of thing actual... that I think only makes sense if it's foreshadowed and you get information about, like, if you get information in the novel about Sayo trying to set up this murder plot and dealing with the emotions of being angry at these people and working out how to, what to do about it, and then trying to grapple with feelings of guilt, like. I just don't know how I don't know how you come up with that solution if you don't know any of that because we haven't seen any of it as well. Like I I wrongly thought there would be reasons for things. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. Without without our resident golden witch, I would not understand this. Because again, this is all stuff from the manga that I'm basically talking about here, so obviously this is all in the manga. I don't think this is uh, a very good book if you have to read the manga in order to explain it. I'm sorry. I think um, Reiki, she did a boo-boo here. I don't think... I, I think, do I think, think some of the Sayo stuff should probably be clearer in the book. I don't think the entire core of the book rests on the Sayo stuff versus me maybe for you maybe for you guys it's the most interesting thing i think i think it's because it was the the first in the entire first half of the book was about this so like it's set up Mm. as being incredibly important and then and then like we're supposed to just not really care about it what (laughs) what is the core of the book for you courtney if it's not the same i'm I'm genuinely asking because i'm like well what is what is Mm. the alternative to i think for me it's for for me i what i find interesting is the book's take on the nature of truth how subjective truth can be and how Mm -hmm. your your own personal feelings can inform the truths around you hmm i mean that's my that's what i find most interesting i don't know if that will i don't know if episode eight will inform our feelings on this at all but um Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um miserable interesting i don't don't know how (laughs) i have anything to say on this but yeah that that's an interesting that's my other Mm -hmm. perspective i don't know how this helps that theme either I think it does, um, but in in a place of like genuine camaraderie, like I want to understand your perspective. How do you feel this theme, this like section, links into the themes of truth, which is something you've identified as important, like like on a genuine level? I have an idea about that, but it involves things that happen later. Yeah, um, when you say this section, what do you mean specifically? This whole stuff about like Sayo giving up and the the this version of events where Sayo gives up how well i think it's because like Sayo like no like is kind of struggling to sort of judge these people because mm-hmm. yeah like they're terrible they've done some awful things but also like they've done some like they're, they're not objectively like evil at least most of them um <laughs> They're, uh, they're, they, because they, like, Sayo knows that they're also victims of circumstance. 
and like Most they're struggling to a part tr- of the abuse cycle yeah fair enough yeah yeah exactly it's all part of this abuse cycle and i think this is part of sayo like struggling to sort of play the part of like judge jury executioner because it's like yeah i hate these people and i want them to die but also am can i really do that is this my place to sort of judge that can i judge their truth yeah so as- as somebody who is like anti-punitive justice, I I can mm. get behind this as a as a theme. I don't know whether that's fully turned my opinion of this section, but that that is a really interesting perspective of like actually this is. Yeah. I think I stand with Jess. I wish we'd had more of this explored in terms of Sayo. That two years that they skipped over really, really would have made yeah. this section for me. But I, I agree. It is I, funny that Suki, she was like, I'm going to skip over these two years. You guys can use your, you guys can work it out. Um, I get why in terms of themes. Okay, so here's, that's the problem with the theme of like subjective truth is I get that he wanted you to be like, oh, you can inform your, use your love for Sayo to inform kind of how how their thought process worked. The problem is, is that there's some stuff that's probably not clear enough is the problem. Like, I get the idea, and I get what he was going for, but I also get why it's frustrating. Yeah, I think, like, it's not not as clear-cut as this, but it feels a bit like, imagine at the end of episode six, he just stopped writing the book. And then he was like, well, the rest is down Mm -hmm. to your subjective truth of what happened. Write your own story. <laughs> I'm just like, why bother mm. writing anything if if you're gonna leave huge enough gaps that it kind of that the the readers having to write their own entire story to try Which and work I think out is what's why going on. After publishing this and getting feedback from his audience, he then basically, when the manga was published, was like, "Here's all this extra stuff. Put it in the manga." Um, to beta readers yeah i guess like he could have re-released episode seven with more in it but i also understand the idea of like wanting to stand by the media you've already put out and not having not going back and correcting it so i i know it's a tricky one uh and as i said like you the the feelings you guys have are not this isn't a new reaction to him echo like people did feel like this that's why he went back and added to it maybe he missed the mark on this um yeah uh yeah. again i still i don't think it completely devalues the work but i can definitely understand being frustrated at some of these developments if it and was, i don't want to like if there was a time to offer clarity this was it and sadly mm. ryokishi just hasn't had honestly it's sad because he hasn't had the faith in his work to just offer us up the answer Actually, well, I, either that or he's had too much faith in his work and was I, like... I don't know. I, this smacks of like, I'm not confident that my resolution is going to be good enough for these people. So I'm going to be vague and be like, have the revolution resolution you want. And I'm like, actually... So my take on it is like... Uh, it is like answer. i'm like he, he's like yeah i've explained enough they can work all this out from here. They can come up with an answer that they're satisfied with. Um, and then he, it turns out people couldn't come up with an a- answer they were satisfied with because he didn't yeah. make it very clear. So, I don't. I don't know uh, how you look at look at this and be like, ah, yeah, that is enough information. But then again, that might just be the like I'm on the. He he might just have been on the other side of the mystery and be like, no, I've I've provided enough hints. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like when you have when you have the answers, it's it's really hard. Like. Again, we were talking about this at the epitaph. It's so funny that the thing that he wanted to hide the most was the chapel. Um, when actually, like, that was one of the easiest parts for us to work out. Yeah. Um, like, why did... And he ended up making a bunch of the epitaph, like, really hard to solve just because he was trying to hide the chapel's involvement. I do think yeah. it's oh. really um, funny, though, that a lot of, like... Clearly, Ryukishi's done a lot of research into, um, you know, tropes of detective fiction... Uh, he knows a lot about mm. like um, how these stories work, um, you know, the commandments, that kind of thing. And he's gone, I don't know. I think a detective story would be a lot better if it just ended before it gave you the answer. Which, you know, all all popular detective stories do. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. again, 
it, it's it's him kind of going, uh, well, I, I want my audience to have to work for the answer and then never being like, I'm going to confirm them though. He's like, my audience will just know if they're right, which, you know. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Even if that it's- was true, it would still be miserable. i think you provide yeah we want a bit of a pat on the back actually bestie this has been like several days of my life we want a pat on the back we also want details like i don't care just about the i don't care just about exactly whether the room how the room was locked i want to know all of the intricate details of you know, how did they get these people here how did this happen who which accomplice was being used at this point in time you know all of the stuff that you would have to think about if you were actually doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And all of the stuff that could yeah. go wrong. I don't know. I think it might have been you that provided this analysis, Courtney. And I'm starting to agree with you. I don't think Ryukoshi is a very good murder mystery writer. I think he's a very good mm. personality writer. And he writes... Yeah. He, he's good at writing characters. The, mm-hmm. the sad thing is he's chosen to write a murder mystery novel... And he's now getting to like the 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 climax of the murder mystery, and has decided and like, to stop oh, writing a murder mystery novel. <laughs> what about characters? Yeah, though? he's just yeah, he just isn't super interested in the uh, uh, actual uh, murder mystery angle at this point. Towards the end, again, I I, I do think maybe there was a world where Rikishi did write. Maybe there's a fragment. Mm. <laughs> Where Rikishi did write in episode 7 that delved way more into the murder mystery stuff. But, again, maybe because of real life developments, maybe he always intended this, I don't know. But, I do think, I do think, when I say that, like, Umineko is quite clearly divisible into its two halves of, like, 1 to 4 and 5 to 8, um, there definitely, it's, there is a definite, like... Big I would, difference. I would even argue, like, maybe even 1 to 5 and 6 to 8. Yeah, again, with the big... Which would make sense, because episode 6 is when uh, one of the staff members passed away, and that did inform a lot of six, episode 6 to 8. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think this, this book is, can very be sorry easily, easily divisible into the bit of the book I liked, <laughs> and the bit of the book that I did not like. <laughs> This, this is the first time in Umineko where I'm like, if I was releasing the Rowan cut, I would be completely rewriting this section. I, yeah. I possibly would include some of the, like, some of the stuff that happened, like, like the theatre or whatever, and maybe the version of reality where they solve it before the first Twilights. But I, um, I, the, this is the first bit of Umineko where I'm like, now I'd be rewriting this entire thing. Rather than just, like, cutting extraneous shit. I'm still, like, deleting the repeat epitaph solution, sorry, but... Yeah, that can go. I mean, yeah, I don't know why that's... I I don't know why that's that either. The bit that comes immediately after this bit, though, is quite interesting. (laughs) Yes, so... um, So, like, we have a bit of a mini freakout with Ava where she's like, what if she's lying and she switched the bomb on? She told us it's off, but it's not. Uh, And then it hits 12 and the bomb doesn't go off. So uh, she's not lying. Sorry, Ava. Um, And then Beatrice uh, is like, here's a credit card with a billion yen on it. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I I kind of converted some of this gold already. Um, uh, And uh, she's just... uh, I'd... um, She's just sort of like, uh, yeah, I've done everything. I've told you everything. I'm kind of basically given up on life anyway. She just sort of sits on the bed and like slumps and just sort of doesn't do anything for the rest of the scene. She doesn't need to, to be uh, honest, because the family are busy. Um, yes. What I do so, kind of like um, in this is the, um, the narration is constantly going on throughout this section about the gold. Uh, the gold is being referred to as like a source of magic, a physical embodiment of magic, mm. blah, blah, blah. Um, and um, I basically read that as like, um, it's the corrupting force that will make people do things that they wouldn't have normally done. And I'm like, this yeah. makes sense. Um and it was it was some foreshadowing to what was gonna happen. Because <laughs> yeah, they're all because um, like Beatrice Che get... talks about like basically like this is the happy ending for you. Nobody's died. Like 
you've got the gold, nobody's died, I didn't kill anyone, you win. And then... <laughs> uh, and then, so... Uh, the adults obviously start arguing about how they're going to split the gold. Even though they had actually they they had actually made an agreement on how they were going to do it before, but they start rehashing it now. They start rehashing it. They're like, we all solved it together. Surely we should get equal shares. Um, Krauss is like, what well, did you promise? I'd get half of it. Um, Krauss is supposedly the only person who can convert it into cash easily. Yes. So Krauss says that he has kinzo's underground connections uh and that's and like that's probably how they got the like the cash card was made in the first place was through these well, connections no, actually the way that because <laughs> genji is the one who does that um yeah he he's he says to like beatrice like oh i can convert as much if into cash as you want which implies yeah. that if at this point they'd just gone and spoken to genji it would have been fine once again just just think about your servants as people it's not hard mm-hmm. um uh anyway um they start picking up the guns and like because they all start getting really nervous and like jumpy and uh as and leon are like struggling to watch all this go down um me too Bessie. because obviously like leon isn't even isn't used to adults arguing at all apparently their world everything's happy um and um, Ange uh, is like, well, I've seen my family do some pretty shitty stuff already. So, you know, kind of had a lot of time to process this. Um, and then um, a gunshot goes off. Uh, and uh, Ava has shot Natsuki in Like the right through the eye, right through the head. Like, yeah. bang. She did. Um so Ava says that Nancy like kind of jumped at her, and like that's why uh, we don't have any shot. of this narrated. So we're only given Natsui and eventually um, Ava and eventually Rosa's perspective on what occurred. Yeah, Ava claims it was an accident, yeah. um, but nobody can confirm yeah. that. Um, and then um, uh, Kraus like uh, tries to jump at. Um, uh, Ava, Hideyoshi tries to intervene, and uh, Hideyoshi uh, shoots Kraus. Uh, it's described as uh, the formless reaper, master of the room of gold, which I think is uh, very interesting. This idea of this being a this gold being sort of cursed, yeah, with, with death. Which, as we know, people have died over this yeah. gold before. What I do like about this is that this is supposed to be the happy ending uh, version of events. Mm. And that um, it ends in death anyway, because of the kind of people that yeah. these people are. Um, mm-hmm. And it, yeah. it makes yeah. sense, and it's kind of in, that it's kind of inevitable. Um, so I did, I did quite like mm-hmm. that. Um, it yeah. felt thematically appropriate. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I'm coming round on this. At the time, I felt weirdly cheated. I don't, I don't really know how to explain that why i had that feeling but i was kind of like well then it means that nothing that happened in the past whatever rest of the book actually mattered and i felt a bit cheated that i'd spread all of this shit and none of it mattered but yeah you're right jess actually it does make sense and it's kind of thematic and appropriate Mm. as like a climax just wish umineko would stop having climaxes and would like do some (laughs) rap We're getting there. We've got we've got one more episode after this. <laughs> yeah, I like I like that. Like even without Sayo actually really doing anything, death happened mm. on this weekend anyway because of the gold. Um, problem. Uh, sorry, problem. Many of my lovers have too many climaxes. Yeah. Hideo she and Ava have just done murder. Whoopsie! And both were accidents. Were they? Uh, they're like turning to uh, everyone and uh, being like, "It's an accident. You can just have one. It's an accident, right?" Um, uh, and then uh, Rose is like, "Well, how do I know you? It was really going to be an accident, you know?" Yeah, she's because like Ava's like, "Oh, the only solution is to blow up the island and blow up the bodies with it, and then we don't have to deal with the police." And Rose is like, "But then we'll blow up the gold as well, and it's your mistake." 
So why don't you just hand yourself in yeah. <laughs> and we'll have the gold yeah, instead. If, it, if it's if it's an accident, you'll get like what, like maybe like five years in prison, yeah. something. <laughs> I mean, they're like what in their fifties. I don't know whether the just the justice system in Japan would be uh, as lenient as give them five for what? I guess like manslaughter. No, I don't know. Is it manslaughter? Accidental firing of a gun. I guess it would it also be depends on how good your lawyer is as yeah. well. Because if your lawyer is like billions, especially because of... like like it's a very sus kind of situation. Like you could quite easily get done for murder for that because no one believed you that it was accident. Like yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Um. So they end up pointing guns at each other as well. <laughs> Rosa's like fully like I don't want to lose money you know like why would I be happy with whatever it is um like 30 million when I could have uh you know 5 billion Mm. or something like they start like fully like enraging each other uh, Ava brings up Maria's father. Uh, that, that like essentially instantly turns Rosa from like trying to be reasonable and de-escalate the situation mm. into Angie Rosa, yeah. who like yeah. is now like eye- eyebrow uh, fucking emoji happening. <laughs> it's all going down. Um, and then uh, Rosa gets shot. Um, uh, Ava's like, wait, who 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 shot Rosa? <laughs> <laughs> fucking Kyrie is just standing there with a gun like uh. <laughs> what I love about all of this is throughout like this where we've had all these like evil like witches with like these ridiculous expressions and then in this we just get Kyrie just like with the exact same sprites she's just looking completely normal like she's not fussed about this at all she's calm she's collected yeah just completely neutral and- I'm just like <laughs> I also really like that in all of the sprites we've had before of people holding guns, they're all holding because it's a it's it's a sawn off shotgun, but it's still like a fa- fairly like lengthy, looks quite heavy. They're all holding it with like two hands. Kyrie's just pointing it that like like fully pointing this with one handed, like super casual. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So very something very significant happens is she reloads, and they don't. Really, because she doesn't make us a super big fuss of it. He's just like, oh, it was a really eerie noise. It's and a then, lever action, yeah. isn't it? So it's a big yeah. clonk. Um, yeah. Mm. Uh, she, yeah, she, she's said so they selfly dropped the, she reloads. And Ava's like, what the fuck did you do that for? So uh, Kyrie is like, so yeah, um, you, uh, you're right, Ava. Uh, it's so, it's going to be so hard to um, move around this gold. Like Kinzo didn't like, basically just used it as like he just show it to people he never actually turned it into money for that exact reason uh because it's really hard to uh actually uh actually do it so uh yeah we uh we blow it up we had all the evidence um and um and then but then they're like well you kind of probably didn't need to shoot rosa uh and Kiri's like i did she's the only one who didn't fire her gun and like this is the point where you sort of realize, uh oh, something's happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's it's our favorite pair, Wild Western Kyrie mm-hmm. Rudolph. Yep. I'm imagining um, the 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 Wild West cover of Bird Up from the end of Kingsman Two playing in my head right now. And this is a reference mostly for my sister. <laughs> so basically, Kyrie is like as soon as. There was we found out that you could just blow everything up. Like we knew that that everyone was gonna die. Like someone was going to kill everyone. Like you you basically have a mechanism for orchestrating a perfect crime. So so Kiro's like might as well be me. <laughs> might as well be me. Yeah. Uh, Ava and Hideo she realized this. Uh, Ava tries to reload her gun, but it gets stuck. Um. She's an amateur. I yeah. think Kyrie has a line about, like, only a professional would know how to use this gun. Yeah, it's like her um, and Rudolph have done all sorts of shooting range stuff. They know how to use these guns and none of the others do. Beato has left the guns in the gold room. Yeah. So even though Beato hasn't done any murder here, I think it's still really interesting that there's still... The very end, this like witch nudge. This these are literally Chekhov's guns. 
yeah the, that these guns the have been left system. loaded as well like they all had they were all loaded yeah. uh next to the goal beatrice is currently sitting on the bed has been this entire time hasn't done anything um like at this yeah. point there wasn't much she could have done i don't think but like she doesn't try to stop any of them or anything she kind of just is like yeah whatever well, yeah well she's completely like given up like on life because she's already accepted that she was going to die before on yeah. october 5th yeah um, um and yeah uh and basically kyrie uh guns down uh both ava and hideyoshi and beatrice as well oh yeah and also is like well kraus said he would be nice to you but i'm not kraus and uh also shoots her. yeah she's just like well we'll get rid of you as well so like yeah they have this conversation where basically like kyrie is just like all we need to do is kill everyone on the island and set the bomb off and escape with one billion yen on a card which mm. i find it's like it's so ironic that all of this murder has happened and like all of the the epitaph and everything has happened to find the hidden gold and then basically in all timelines the hidden gold just gets blown up like nobody yeah. can use it like, they did all this murder for gold they can't even use. Like, the only reason they get money from it at all is because of that credit card. Yeah. Um, ha- I mean, even um, even if they hadn't been the credit card, they probably would have done done this and just, like, carted off a few ingots to Kuadorian. Uh, it really says, like, this is all about greed, not about... And, like, the... Yeah. Like, like the, the irrationality of greed rather than... And I mean, what's really interesting is none of them ever in any of these arguments bring up the headship. Mm. It was never really about the headship once the gold. It was about the the money. No one cared about about yeah the title. Everyone just wanted the money. The only time the headship's brought up is Kraus using it as an excuse to get more. Yeah. (laughs) Like. So in that sense, I do like. I do like. I liked this bit of this scene as you know critique on rich people and greed and all of that kind of shit um Mm -hmm. i also it was quite satisfying seeing kyrie just kill a load of people um (laughs) just outright that was quite fun goes like full kind of mask off again full girl boss mode (laughs) this isn't this isn't like a complete like this hasn't come out of nowhere for kyrie like we know, like, she's talked about stuff she's Yeah, said it really, like, episodes. it just contextualizes what she said before as, like, this wasn't just a, like, all of her stuff about jealousy and insecurity and stuff. That wasn't just something she said for the moment. Like, that she totally mm-hmm. meant all of that. Like, um. Yeah, and we also, we know about her family background that they're also yeah, kind she's, of fucked she's up. Yeah, she's very capable of all of this so yeah. it didn't come as a surprise really to me anyway um yeah and rudolph's just kind of there yeah rudolph like hasn't killed anyone but also doesn't seem opposed yeah he's holding a gun happened. he's just like yeah my murder wife yeah. is gonna is is gonna help me through this yeah. this is cool um, um kyrie is basically just like right so before people start getting suspicious we need to go and kill all of them now uh, and then, uh, then when the island blows up in twenty four hours, we can go home with our gold. Yeah. Uh, uh, which, cool. Um, I mean, it's interesting because Rudolph's like, "What about Battler?" And Kira's like, "Well, he's he's your son. Not he, mine. You saw I what to do with him. I don't give a shit. Basically, yeah. You can you work out what's happening with Battler, but um." She makes it very clear as well that she's like, like you trick him, and if he works it, like she was, she's basically says like, I'll kill him if I if we need to. Um, so you better trick yeah. him good <laughs> to get if you want him out of this. Yeah, Rudolph does seem to not want to have to kill Battler. Fair enough. Uh, but uh, Kyrie is fully just like he, right, he wants. He he seems like he doesn't want to kill Battler. He doesn't at all seem horrified at the concept that Kyrie would just do that. Um, like yeah. he's In he's fact, not like I, mean, I can't believe you would consider doing that, Kyrie. He's just like yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I guess like this probably isn't new information about Kyrie. Yeah, like him, he probably knows she's like this and how he feels about Battler. 
Yeah, we know she's always been fairly, like, analytical and, like, objective. But this is, like, she apparently is it to the, like, extent of being a sociopath. Yeah, there's uh, there's a difference where... between analytical and completely cold and ready to murder anyone <laughs> for anything. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. So I think that's a good place to kind of wrap up for now. This is a very long tea party. So I think splitting into two episodes is uh is the best best move cool yes um any any kind of final notes on the stuff we've covered so far uh or, I, we, or we can go into it next episode rare 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 instance where i didn't like the thing and then we've talked about it and i've grown a little bit more fonder of it like i i understand a little bit better how this fits into human echo as a whole um, I don't know mm. that I like it, but I understand how it fits in. Yeah, my, where, whereas my feelings are on it, uh, like the bit with the gold and the relatives killing each other and stuff, I'm like, yeah, I like that. I always like that. Those reveals about Sayo, though, oof, yikes, hate that. Much worse. Mm. Uh- mm. <laughs> so I'm going to say this is part of our transition from a mystery podcast to a themes podcast. So, you know, there's always going to be a little bit of friction when that happens. Going, going through this transition, kicking and... I never screaming. agreed to let go of the mystery podcast. I want our mystery podcast back. Hey, we're going to do Ace Attorney before too long. We'll be all yeah. right. We'll be yeah. all right. We just get yeah. through this bit. And, oh, then we'll be fully back into mystery territory, except it will be a mystery where we're given, like, solid conclusions at the I, end of a it. A good so. one. A good mystery. Yeah. <laughs> um... Well, heal my heart <laughs> all our social media is <laughs> all our social media is in the description um uh yeah please go follow us on the pod tumblr or my my personal twitter it's great i swear <laughs> um uh we will there is no reading next week because uh we'll just be covering more of the tea party unless for some reason you like read half the tea party anticipating that we'd only get through half of it in which case good in job. which case you're psychic so well done you. um <laughs> you in, in which case did. you've deduced our truth you truly understand <laughs> you the can't tell them game. that corny you can't give them the answer <laughs> <laughs> that would be good <laughs> <clears throat> oh yeah sorry i can't uh i've gotta i've gotta play coy till the very end um <laughs> Courtney was making coy faces. <laughs> <laughs> Enthusiastic consent murder mystery. Stop playing coy, give me real responses. <laughs> On that note, thank you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>